Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor and subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. And you can catch us on YouTube at Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. You get there. You hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button, and we'll keep rolling. But today, I'm joined by my good friend, Mike Jones, from USA Today, as we discuss Carson Wentz, the third year of Ron Rivera's program with Washington, and how do the commanders fit in the NFC East. Mike had a sit-down interview with Wentz for a story that will appear on USA Today about where he's at basically in his career, and I think you'll enjoy hearing Mike's insight into his meeting with Wentz and about where maybe there are some areas of growth and some things that are some positive signs just in that regard. And I also asked Mike about some of his observations about being here watching the commander's practice on Wednesday. Before I get to that, I'm going to want to talk about the preseason game. And before I get to that, just a reminder, I will have a story up on ESPN.com about where the passing game is at right now. I say passing game. It's not just Carson Wentz. It's everybody. This is a, this is something that's a, an offensive team thing. So it's not just Wentz. Where are they at based on conversations with players and coaches? And I think they would all agree. In fact, they all say it's a work in progress. Folks, it's August 11th. It should be a work in progress because there's so many new parts that if it were, if it looked awesome every day right now, I'd honestly be very surprised. The key is how do they look Saturday against the Panthers? How do they look the following week against the Chiefs? And then how do they look in that season opener against the Jaguars. Let's see steady progress. If they make that, then eventually they will be just fine and actually probably very good. So there you go. And before, like I said, before I get to my conversation conversation with Mike, slow down. I want to go over some things for Saturday's preseason opener against the Panthers. Ron Rivera said that starters would play 15 to 20 snaps. That's good. I'm glad that they're going to play at least more than a series. I think one series makes it very tough to really see anything um, for the coaches. I think to play a couple series is, is a good thing for the starters. That gives Carson Wentz a chance to work on some of that timing. Um, let's see. I, what I'm curious to see is how does he handle, if there's a breakdown in the play, the pressure, how does he handle that um, with, with the footwork, with the mechanics, et cetera? How is, he, how is the timing with he and the receivers um, and, and the offensive line, are they giving them protection? All that stuff, defensively. And I think that all that's important to see. It's not a final judgment. It's another step in the process, and that is it. With the defense, I'm curious to see where's Jamin Davis at? How is he looking? Is he reacting suddenly or more suddenly at, in, when he, in the run game? We, see, we know that he can cover pretty well, but how is he reacting there? How does he react in zone coverage versus man? Things like that. Um, how does that defensive backfield hold up? It's it's been they look solid throughout camp. Does that continue into into the game? One other thing to 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 think about too is or to know 
they're obviously not game planning for this. So sometimes you may see um, a certain coverages and certain plays that wouldn't necessarily, they wouldn't necessarily run against that defensive look, or maybe they'd run a different defense against that style of offense just because you have more game planning. So it's why you don't overreact to preseason games. It's more about measuring individual progressions to me. Anyway, so the other thing to watch for is situational work. Do they get a lot of third downs? Can you work on situations? That's a key one, obviously. The red zone as well. How much red zone work can they get? And then one thing Rivera said he'd like to see is rookie Sam Howell get some two-minute situations. They were working a little bit that on, on practice on, in practice on Thursday with him, just some hurry-up stuff or two-minute situation stuff. They'd really like to see that for him. Taylor Heineke will obviously play after after Wentz, and then he'll he'll look, probably play into the third quarter, and then Howell will take over. A couple other notes on this. Curtis Samuel will play. That's good. I think Samuel's actually looked good when he's practiced. It's just that they've been, again, taking him out, part of the plan. He says he's going to play in the season opener based on where he's at right now, and I don't think there's any doubt in his mind about that. But again, I can tell you he looks better than he did last year. Even when he played against Atlanta when he came back last year, he did not look like the Curtis Samuel that we saw in Carolina. He does look pretty good this summer in that regard. Would be a huge help if that continues. Um, some guys who won't play, tight end John Bates, tight end Cole Turner, center Chase Ruye, not going to play. Among the rookies, I want to see. I'm curious what they do. Without Cole Turner and John Bates, you're going to get a lot of Curtis Hodges and, and Imani Rogers at tight end. I think it'll be fun to watch. What do they do? How is their blocking? Watch their feet when they're blocking. How are they moving there? How is their strength holding up? Because it's a new spot for Rodgers. And I think Hodges has to get used to this that as well, blocking in the NFL, in addition to watching them run because they both run very well. Rodgers really runs well, and is, they're both very fluid. Chris Paul at guard, I think he's at a nice camp. How does he? What does he do? Percy Butler as a safety. Where, what does he do? I think he's right now he's behind Derek Forrest. Forrest is at a solid camp. How does Forrest do? We, we didn't see a lot of him last year, especially in the summer, because he was hurt. So where he's looked good during training camp. Does that continue? And then finally, I think I'd like to see Brian Robinson, the running back from Alabama. One thing about him, he's not a Derrick Henry type. Even though we talk about him being between the tackles, a between the tackles runner, he's not Derrick Henry. He doesn't have that same kind of a build. Where he really excels, he will lower his shoulder, but where he really excels to me is his ability to set up blockers. Watch the patience he runs with and how he sets that up and uses that to his advantage, which then makes him effective between the tackles. And then the return game, see how Dax Milne handles that. They'll have a few guys back there, but Milne will be, the, will be a guy to watch for kicks and punts because that's how he can win a job as that sixth receiver. So there you go. That's it for me. I wanted to keep it short because I want to get to my conversation with my friend Mike Jones from USA Today. So let's go. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, Mike, it was great seeing you out at practice on Wednesday, I guess it was. I kind of lose track of the days here. Um, you've been able to go to a few different camps. I know you had, I guess you talked to Carson Wentz. So I just wanted to get your impressions. First of all, I know like they didn't have a full padded practice. So when you yeah. go out there, what kind of things did you see and what were you looking for? Um, you know, when you helicopter in one day, I don't make any sharp, you know, snap reactions or anything like that. I just try to see how things are flowing, see if it looks like there's chemistry, see if there's anybody who kind of jumps out and catches your eye a little bit. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to see what uh, Wentz's accuracy looked like um, and, and things like that. Again, when it comes to like tackling um, right. the run game defense, it's hard to tell. But uh, as far as just flow and, you know, does this guy look comfortable? Um, you know, does this guy look like he's overmatched here or there? Um, those are things you can kind of see, you know, if they're, they're up to the pace, you know, um, or if somebody is standing out. So that's just kind of what I tried to see is, you know, how Wentz interacted in that offense, how, you know, Dotson looked as a rookie, um, you know, if there are anybody who kind of else who kind of flashed, um, that type of stuff. What did you, we'll get to Wentz in a few minutes. What did you think of Dotson? You know, I, I thought that he does look very smooth. Um, you know, we were talking as we were standing down there, um, you know, and, and how he runs his routes. And then I talked to uh, uh, Scott Turner afterwards about him. And he just said, man, this kid is just he the way he goes after the ball, um, the way he just has a great feel for um, the secondary and the coverages. Um, it stands out. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised. He looked a little smaller than what um, I was expecting. I mean, I'd seen his measurements. Um, but then when you see him out, you're like, man, this guy's kind of little. Uh, but, you know, he does, you know, make some tough catches. Um, it, you know, he does move really well. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm really curious to see what he looks like when they're out there in a game, when they're in pads um, and, and things are really, you know, flying fast and furious. People say that about me, too, Mike. They say you're out there and say, man, he's really little. So but it's funny. with Dodgers, But you always yeah. flash, though. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure that's always a good thing, but, but he, all, you know, but he also like, he does play bigger. And that's one of the things that always jumped out to me when you watch him play on film in college or whatever. And then you see him out there, he is, he's smaller, but like, he doesn't play small. So what other mm-hmm. things would Scott, when Scott talked about like coverage and all that and reading it, what other things would might he, would he, did he touch on with you that kind of um, maybe gave an indication of where they feel he's at and what he could do this year? Um, really was high on his maturity level and just his approach to the game. Um, now, you know, he said, you know, he's obviously he's not a veteran um, in his experience to some of those guys, but he is still they feel like ahead of where um, a lot of rookies will be. They feel like they've got a really potent trio with um, Dotson and McLaurin and Samuel um, that they can really use the whole field. Um, that they can stretch the field, they can use intermediate, they can use the middle, that there's really nothing that they can't do now. And also that plays in with Wentz's arm. You know, they now have a big armed quarterback who can get the ball downfield. It's just a matter of him figuring out the timing of each one of those receivers because as Ron Rivera said, all three of those guys are fast, but they all have a different kind of fast. Um, So just that, but they do feel like um, 
that Dotson just steps right in. And, you know, in talking to other people around the league uh, before heading into training camp, I was asked a bunch of scouts, different teams. Hey, who are some young guys you think that you're going to break out this year? Maybe second year guys. Um, and, you know, one guy said, well, two different guys mentioned Dotson, you know, and they said, I know he's not a second year guy, but this kid's going to go out there and he's really going to pop onto the scene uh, just because of the way that he executes the way that he has a knack for making plays. So there's um, buzz about him around the league, even though they haven't even played their first preseason game. And the other thing, you know, it's funny because when you're out there doing daily reports, you're measuring each day Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're able to come in and see, a bigger picture view. So where do you feel like they think everything is at, at this point? Because again, I look at the past game, it's a work in progress. And I keep right. saying it's a measure it, how it looks this week, then how does it look next week, et cetera, et cetera. Is it developing? Where do you feel like they think things are at right now? They feel like things are progressing very well. Um, you know, and again, I don't, put a whole lot of judgment myself because I haven't seen where they've been. Um, and But like you, you could probably look at things and see where it was at one point and where it is now. And, you know, talking to Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, they both, and, and Wentz, they both felt like uh, there's definite progress. You see uh, Wentz moving in and out of the huddle faster, making more adjustments at the line, executing, pulling the trigger more quickly. Um, and so they feel like their past game like you said, work in progress. Even Rivera said, I still think he's working to get used to his teammates, yeah. but they do see a lot of positives that let them know, okay, the aggression is starting to ramp up here. They're right. And that stuff doesn't happen overnight. And and overnight still is August. We're on type doing this on August 11th. By this point, it would be remarkable if they were operating at peak efficiency. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so how did they how did you compare? Like when you're here at this camp. And you've been to what, San Francisco? And what were the other camps you've been to? Baltimore, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. Um, And Cincinnati was kind of hard because Joe Burrow wasn't practicing. So it's, you know, it's Brandon Allen. Um, So the offense, theirs was struggling. So, but when you're going there and you're seeing, those are three, obviously, good teams. What, you know, how would you compare what you, and again, it's, I know it's hard for one day because you really want to get a feel. And it was not a full pad of practice. But when you look at tempo, um, energy and things like that. How do those, how do those four camps compare? Um, I felt like the tempo in San Francisco was probably faster than any of, um, you know, Washington, Baltimore, or Cincinnati. Uh, again, Cincinnati didn't have their their top quarterback out there. San Francisco, the tempo all across the board was a little bit faster, even though Trey Lance is still learning here. Um, I would have liked to have seen um, yesterday for Washington if they had been in pads, you know, because that also gives guys a little bit more juice, um, you know. And the defense is running the scout team and everything. So you're not going to play quite as fast. Um, But, you know, Baltimore, um, they were on day one and two of camp that I saw them. Um, So they were still kind of easing and ramping it up and things like that. So um, you're seeing them at different points um, in their process. Although San Francisco, they were on day four and four five when I was there, but they had pads on. They just, there was a, a more of a crispness, um, just the way that everybody moved around um, in between, um, you know, on the field and in between stations. So was there anything else that jumped out at you again in the little snippet you were able to catch yesterday? Not really. Again, you know, with the defensive guys, they're not really, you know, really hitting going after the quarterbacks and stuff like that. Um, you know, the, the, the versatility, I think of the running backs, um, you know, the, 
just different sizes. They have like running backs that are all sh- different shapes and sizes was interesting. Um, the offensive line, you know, I'm still like looking and okay, okay, who are these guys? There's not really um, any names on that offensive line, uh, but it does look like there's, there's, you know, good depth there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, sometimes you can look and you see the first team come in and then you see the second team come in and you, there's a clear drop off. Um, it didn't seem like there was much of a drop off between, um, you know, that um, I thought that Wentz uh, made some good throws. There was a couple other ones that, that weren't, but um, you know, he didn't look as, you know, somebody had told me that he'd been, you know, kind of erratic um, and I, you know, just reading reports, but he looked pretty crisp yesterday. Um, you know, from, from what I could tell, um, you know, he connected deep on a couple ones. He overthrew, you know, one or two here and there. But uh, just again, for one day, um, I think that they looked solid. Uh, and I'm really interested in seeing what they look like um, in that game. And again, I know the starters are going to play a whole lot, maybe not, um, but really seeing what it looked like. And how does it translate to game type of tempo? And, and you're right about Wentz. And the thing that I always tell people, again, process, you know, where are they at today? And it's not all, you know, an incompletion can be on how they're getting used to the receiver's depth, getting used to the timing yes. of them coming out of the break. You know, maybe there's pressure in the pot. Maybe there's too much pressure where you're throwing with a different base. Right. There's all sorts of things that go into it. And it's not just as simple as, oh, Wentz made a bad throw. He's he's terrible. I, I don't subscribe right. to that because he's got a track record in this league and you can measure that. So, mm-hmm. but when you said you had a chance to sit down and talk to him, what did, you know, how, what did you think of your conversation with him and, and just him in general? Um, I, I felt, um, I didn't know what to expect, how he was going to be, but he does seem like he's very comfortable, um, you know, and it, the way he talked about being intentional about building relationships with his teammates, I thought was interesting because one of the knocks on him had been that he's a little bit aloof from teammates and everything. But I also think that, you know, in talking to some people that maybe that had more to do with where was he was in his life and right. where some of his teammates, you know, if you're, you know, in, in a different place and so it's hard to connect, but here in this locker room, you know, he's married, he's got some kids. Um, there's a lot of family guys in this locker room. Um, you know, he's, you know, very religious. There's religious guys in this locker room. It sounded to me like he is connecting well. Um, and, you know, he said, you know, even though sometimes, you know, we might, uh, you know, not be at the same place, there's still stuff we can do, um, you know, whether they go out to eat or, you know, go fishing or hunting or something like that. He was looking for ways to come in here and connect. And he recognized this is a young locker room and they need leadership. And it's kind of hard to learn lead when you're still, you know, learning um, everybody. But his goal is to go in there, establish relationships, um, you know, build chemistry. And he he feels good about where things are in that process um, as he gets to know his teammates. Um, and he was very encouraged. The thing that stood out to me is that you can tell he feels accepted. Now he says that, you know, at this point in his career, um, you know, it doesn't really matter as much, but he said, it's been clear, Ron, Scott, they, they wanted him and they want him to be him. He doesn't have to try to be something um, that he's not, doesn't have to try to be uh, the savior. Now he wants to be a leader and he's very competitive and wants to win. Um, but he feels very good about where he is in this process and what he's got around him and uh, the the collective expectations of this team and where they're all on the same page. And it's funny because that always matters. No matter what career you're in or profession you're in, knowing that somebody wants you there does mm-hmm. matter, right? 
Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, in Philly, obviously, uh, after the knee injury in the Super Bowl, he was constantly looking over his shoulder. Um, then when he got to Indianapolis, he knew Frank Reich wanted him, but it was very clear that not everybody was on the same page. Um, and then, you know, the way it ended, I mean, in Indianapolis, Jim Irsay was telling anybody that, you know, would you know cross his path that you know they wanted to get rid of him but here he's at a place where uh they went and got him they you know talked about what they liked about him and how he could help them it's you know and he just felt like uh feels like yeah you know these guys want me i'm not here because some do um and you don't have to worry about some don't everybody's on the same page um and that helps him be able to to you know acclimate and really just take this thing you know by the horns and it's funny you bring up the relationship part because what I, and may, I'm sure you heard a lot of the same stuff where it's like, he's not a bad guy. And I don't think he was right. ever a bad guy. I think it was more, he's a very type A guy who had to learn. And it, even people close to him would say he doesn't have that bubbly personality, which not everybody does, you know, right. um, but he had to, you know, that he had to learn how to do that. So you feel like he's learning how to develop more of those within the framework of who he is. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like um, he had mentioned, you know, maybe we don't, you know, this is not the same here, here and here in our lives, but there is always a common ground you can find. Right. So I think that maybe before um, sometimes maybe not wanting to offend people or not wanting to bristle, you know, he just removed himself from certain situations or keep to himself or whatever. But I think that here he's like, okay, I he's learning that there are different ways to build relationships. They're different. Um, everybody's got a different way to connect with them, even though, you know, maybe you're into this thing and I'm into this thing, but okay, we do both like this. And so I think learning where people come from is something that he said that is very interesting to him, uh, life backgrounds and things like that. And so you can tell that I think that, you know, look, he was a 20 something year old kid um, in a locker room where right. there's a lot of veterans. Now he's, um, you know, almost 30 and there's a lot of young guys. So um, you can tell the maturity is there um, and understanding that, okay, um, I might have to switch up my methods when it comes to building relationships and leading a team. Guys do mature and develop in a lot of different right. ways throughout their career. I mean, it's funny because like we watched D'Angelo Hall. He came yeah. in with D'Angelo, you know, reputation. And by the end, he was a guy that people considered a leader. You know, right. and I think that's what shocked, what shocked a lot of people who had played with him or coached him prior to that. So, you know, guys do mature and develop. How do you feel like this team right now? And again, it's very hard because we haven't even seen him in a game. But mm -hmm. how do you feel going into did you feel going into camp? And at this point that this team stacks up in the NFC East? Um, you know, I, I, there are questions about every single team in this division. Um, you know, in coming into the division, I thought Dallas had the least amount of questions. Uh, they do have the most consistent quarterback, but they're having some injury issues here and there. Um, you know, I don't know that they really got better, um, this off season. Um, you know, but I will still say that, okay, we'll put them, you know, first in that division, but I think that it's wide open, um, after that, uh, with, you know, I, I, don't expect a whole lot out of the Giants. I'm very curious what we're going to see from Jalen Hurts um, and the Eagles. But I think that Washington, um, you know, they have a solid team. They've got a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, they've got a solid defense. Obviously, uh, with everything they've got invested in that defense, you would like it to be more than solid. Uh, but there are questions still um, on, you know, how they can execute and everything like that. So I think Washington has a chance, um, you know, and, Looking at them and talking to people around the league, I think that anywhere in that, um, you know, 
eight to 10 games is potential is really realistic for them as far as a win total there. Um, you know, you never know how things break. Um, and, you know, you could very well see them be 10 and seven, or right. you could see them nine and eight, you know, at the same time, you could see them, you know, eight and nine, but I think that they're going to be in the thick of things, certainly in this division. How big a year is this? Do you feel for Ron Rivera? I think it's very big. I mean, look, you know, he's been here for a little while now. Um, they finally have gotten the quarterback um, that they think uh, that they need. Uh, they've been building this. They talked about building the whole roster, um, you know, and then getting that quarterback in place. Well, here's here's where you've really got to, you know, do it. They overachieved, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and it surprised everybody by making the playoffs, even though they didn't have a winning season, uh, but they still exceeded expectations there. Then, you know, kind of come back to reality. Now is where you really need to take a step forward here um, and, you know, uh, you know, get that future really trending in the right way, and then also lock up your long-term um, situation if you are uh, Ron Rivera. Mike, you got it. First of all, I get before we go, any grilling or smoking coming up? Uh, yes, um, uh, I have uh, some family coming down uh, from uh, Connecticut. Uh, my wife does on I uh, wings and Sunday. Pork. Well, my ma- my mother in law said, "Hey, can you do pulled pork?" Because I've done it several <laughs> times. Anytime she has a thing. Now, one of them or the family members doesn't eat pork, so I think I'm gonna get uh, some chickens and all do right. pulled chicken. Um, you know, so that way, you know, I thought about maybe just doing pork and wings and then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just throw, you know, cause time is a little bit, you know, it's kind of hard to get that time, uh, to, to smoke a, a, a pork butt for, you know, 14 hours. Um, so I think I'm going to go with the chickens. I'll probably get three or four chickens, mm-hmm. uh, throw them on the smoker with some apple wood and, um, I'm going to brine them, uh, tonight, throw them on the smoker, um, uh, probably, uh, either tomorrow. Or maybe well, how long are you brining them? It, uh, I'll brine them um, for 24 hours is All what right. I'll do. So now I'm hoping I can do it tomorrow evening, um, but I might wind up being Saturday night after I get back from the game. It just depends on how everything flows, uh, how much I get done on this Carson Wentz story today um, as well. So um, if I'm still writing tomorrow, it might be kind of tricky, but hopefully I get Wentz knocked out today. Tomorrow is more freed up and I can do it in the evening. Yeah. So when, when can people check out the win story on usatoday.com? Um, hopefully I'm filing that thing this afternoon on Thursday and it'll be up on Friday um, or Saturday or Saturday morning. There you go. And I look forward also to you shipping out some of that pulled chicken because, you know, I know that's what you'll do. But at least send me a text. I always like the text. That's my favorite yeah. thing. But people are like, Mike and I will do this. You get a text. And I forgot. I will say, I did tell you, I think, because I did the chicken wings the other day on the grill, finished yes. it in the air fryer, and my the best thing is that my wife takes a bite, like, these might be the best chicken wings you've ever done. And they had to I'm just crisp. I didn't get a picture, though. You know, like, know, it's I almost know, like you can almost the scratch and sniff just about, know. you know. And, you know. <laughs> oh, and I, and I should have, because I did one with the Southern Rub, one with garlic parmesan, and the Southern Rub ones looked, I mean, they, they both looked, they both were very good. But the Southern rub looked just, they ha- you could see the crisp. And I should, and I met to my apologies. I was, yeah. you know, I, I was I did right grill a, I did grill some London broil um, uh, on okay. uh, Good. Tuesday. That's great though. Cause you know, it's like 15 minutes, you know, yeah. just flipping every minute or whatever. Um, but you know, then I'll do the chicken for the smoker. There you go. Mike, thanks a lot for coming on. You're the best. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing All you right, soon. Man. See you Saturday.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Mike for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with the wrap-up of Saturday's preseason opener against Carolina on Saturday. Bram Weinstein, the voice of the Washington Commanders. I'll talk to you next time.